Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wrestling fans, promoters, wrestlers, and anyone who enjoys pro wrestling now have something new to be excited about. The Wrestling Fans International Association, the WFIA, is back. WFIA is an association that exists to promote, grow, and support professional wrestling throughout the world. Membership is free. Your membership includes a free digital bi-monthly publication of the Wrestling Fan News Newsletter, Association Updates, voting privileges, and much more. Please go to thewfia.org, that's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org, and become a member today. This is the Wrestleville Podcast, and you're listening to Laurentis X, Spiritual Always. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest today is Lorenzis. How you doing, sir? Doing great. Doing great. Oh, man, glad to have you. Uh, wrestling for 18 years now. Uh, yep. You have multi-jobs multi in the business of professional wrestling. You're a very busy man. You keep your yourself busy. Uh, tell us a little bit about your career and some of the things that you do. Oh, with the career, man, just wrestler is just not enough. Um, coach, trainer, gear designer, um, content creator for promos or highlight videos, um, referee, manager. Uh, I've been out of the country to Canada multiple times. I'm working on branching, going further with that. Uh, I have a lot of guys still coming through uh, True Rev 20 Custom Designs ordering gear. I actually got some uh, I need to touch up and finish up. 
Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your your gear and some of the things that you make and some of the things. How how did you transition into that or how did that come about? That was actually it's, it's insane because it was an actual like overnight thing. I just decided um, I'm going to design some gear for myself. And then as I was thinking about it, I designed it, it was like I can design gear for everybody else. But how can I go about it? But I don't have the sewing skills yet. And I decided to just hit up a gear maker and they said, yeah, they'll join me. And then another one and another one because they run out of ideas. They're like, we can sew. But when people message them like, I would like this, like that, and they can't draw, they can't figure it out. So they send it to me. So I got three gear makers that actually work with me. And that happened literally in a day. And I created the page, posted it. I'm not on it as much as I need to be, but I'm working on getting that back up. And your gear for and what i've seen you've shown me some of your your gear i've seen in the past and uh what you're wearing today your mask what i guess what is the uh uh what inspires you and what is the um i guess the influence of of your designs oh the influence um it's gonna sound confusing but yet not so confusing like if you wanted um let's say long tights, trunks, or bikers. That's immediately what you're telling me. Then I'll ask you something like, what is uh, influential to you? What matters to you? Do you have a favorite color? Hopefully it's not black and red. Because <laughs> I tell people all the time, please stay away from black and red. There's so many guys in wrestling, just black and red. And then if they have like a significant number or something from a TV show or a movie that just means a lot to them. And then once they tell me that, I started incorporating and bouncing things off my mind. So it doesn't take long. It's maybe, especially if I got the uh, creative flowing going, it might take 30 minutes to come up with something, design it. And then the thing that takes the process a little bit longer is the color format, because it can be black, green, and gold. But how I base the color, like they might not want all black trunks. So I might do all gold and then green, and then a little bit of black is like the trim just to see which one. And once they show that option, you know, they already paid for the design. And if they decide to go with me rather than taking it to another gear maker, which they're incapable of doing, they're capable of doing, uh, they get a discount off on their gear. How long have you been designing gear? How long have you been doing that aspect of it? Uh, I think, I think three years, I think three. Okay. Yeah, because when I was when I first met you, which was about three years ago, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I think you just started, right? And you you had like yeah. uh, some shoulder pad looking gear, kind of like a, yeah. what would you call that? What man? Um, I don't know. It's um, I know a lot of people try to call it armor, but I feel like armor is more in front rather than up top. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that was um, that was actually my first design ever. Yeah, I liked it. it. Had the green and the black on it, right? Yep, yep, that's the one. Yeah. So, if a wrestler came to you and and told him that they told you that their favorite band was the Backstreet Boys and their favorite movie was Mary Poppins and they liked Lime Green and Fuchsia, what would you do yep. with that? Um, I will look up their favorite band, ask them what's the favorite band like logo or picture or something out of logo that sticks out to them. They tell me 
I manipulate it. So I don't take the same thing. I like manipulate it on the sides. I figure out what their favorite number is. I mess around with the bright colors, especially if their character uh, really wants to pop in front of light. So rather than just a dry lime green, I'll try to go with like a holographic or a, um, I forget what the material is called right now, but this is the same material that they use uh, on the safety jackets when you see people working in the street so they can see when the light hits. So the reflective. So right. I'll like find a reflective lime green and some like um, any style font that they uh, that the Backstreet Boys might have used since font is universal. I'd find the font that they've used for a cover and then use that font for their name on the back of their tights. Oh, very nice. That's cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, when you put it like that, it sounds very logical, right? It doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't. Because a, a combination like that can look like a train wreck. Yeah. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you've been wrestling for 18 years. Talk a little bit about your career. Talk a little bit about the transformation that you've had here the last few years and, and where your career is going right now. Oh, man. Career is going up. I love the fact that I'm getting into a constant flow of going to Canada, work for Crossfire Pro Wrestling. Also worked for FML, which I can never say it because it's French, but uh, that's the abbreviation for their company. Um, the transformation for the character. And that's um, in like 2017, uh, February, my mom passed away. And I always celebrate birthdays. I never really celebrate holidays or anything like that. And my birthday was in March and I didn't feel like myself. I've been wrestling for so long. And at that time, of course, it was 18 years, but I've given my all to be, you know, Trent Ware over and over and over again. And then in April, uh, my daughter was born, which <laughs> funny, her birthday's tomorrow. So I'm getting the party ready for her. And I didn't want to lose myself. I've seen multiple guys in this business lose themselves or to like drugs, drinking, gambling, um, taking medicine and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't want to lose sight of who I am. Before I started wrestling, I always had this vision of a mask. And I created a mask 20-something years ago and magically just simply altered. But this is kind of the same basis of the mask. It's, it's crazy how that happened. And I went with the mask. And my first match, I don't remember the date, I was going to wrestle. And I'm backstage getting ready. And I'm I'm getting in my mind in this the whole Trent Ware. And I'm like, I got to do this. I can do this. I can do this. And just something was like, no, you've been doing this so long. It hasn't been working to the point that you needed to work. Go out here and just have fun like you always wanted to do as a kid. And went out there. Match was hot. Did it again. Match was hot. So every single match, everything I do, I just, if the crowd calls for it, or if it's fun or something I want to do in the moment and I physically can do it, I do it. Anything else of just a format that I have to hit, I don't do it no more. And the character's popular even more than Trent wherever was. How important do you think the evolution of the character is, right? You know, if we, we look at other wrestlers that have been, you know, in the business for a long period of time, you, you'll see some, ev you know, evolution to their, yeah. to their character. And obviously this is something that, you experienced and something that you kind of maybe struggled with a little bit until you, you got into your flow of thing and, and found this path. Uh, how vital do you think it is? It sounds like yes. it, 
it's been a resurgent for your career? Yeah, this is. It is like I have uh, friends that message me like, man, if you were doing this like eight years ago, it would already already been gone because it's always something new. It's something that people haven't seen and they love the whole comic book aspect of it. Even when uh, I'm, I'm working for promoters and they're like, hey, we want you to be a heel. I'm like, OK, I can be a heel. I know how to be a heel. Then I look through the curtain or I look at the monitor and I see a whole bunch of kids and I'm just like, you're probably going to want to turn me face. <laughs> and they're just like, why? I'm like, they're going to see this whole setup and they're going to cheer for me. It's like, oh, no, this is fine. The other ones that know, they're like, okay, yeah, we might need to switch it. The other ones go out there. I wrestle, be a heel. The kids still don't care. They're still cheering, screaming. Yeah, you're awesome, dude. Cool. And then get back to the back. I'm like, yeah, we should have made your face. I'm like, told you. <laughs> this character is, is, is so over, man. Yeah, well, that's good, man, because that, that's what it is, right? Connecting with the people. Interaction yep. with the, the crowd and getting them to get behind you and support you. And yeah. And, and plus like the real life story that attaches to it is like, you know, like losing your mother and then not being able to really celebrate your birthday you, you without her. And then you don't really have time to really grieve and mourn. And then you have to step up and be a father to your first child. And you have to do everything that you can for her and your family and with the whole wrestling, I'm like, I can be on the road and gone and gone and gone and do all this stuff. But now I have a responsibility. That's where the whole possession and spirits idea really came up with, with um, me wrestling with the spirits. The spirits wrestle for me inside of the ring so I can devote my time, my energy to my daughter. That is the base of the whole character. What's the scene like in your area? So you're wrestling, you said, what, in Tennessee and Kentucky? Yeah, Tennessee, Kentucky, mostly in Arkansas, Texas, and just Canada. What, what, what's it like in Canada? I mean, how many how many shows have you had there, and what's the competition like up there? Man, competition is real good. Everybody's really wanting to step in the ring and uh, experience this character, experience the format, um, and just to tell the story just a little bit different. The dates is just flying off the charts, which I wish I could be up there all the time. That would be awesome. But um, I like the fact of the competition because it makes everybody change their mind. It's not just we're going to wrestle this match and just tell a story or we're just going to go back and forth. This is really on the point of I have to work with what he has now. And now I have to tell a story with him. And when they realize that some either stray away from it because they just want to you know, do the spots and just keep going. Other people that really want to get down to the nitty gritty and make the money and draw the people in with the emotion. They're just like, we want Laurentis X. We, we want to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I bet it's, I bet it's exciting. How, now, how did you get connected with the promotions up in Canada? FML uh, met Eric, and then for Crossfire, uh, Congo Kong, goodness, best friend of mine, Steve, he actually uh, had a couple shows. It was like, hey, what are you doing on this date? I'm like, I think I'm kind of busy, but I don't know. It's like, this, Canada, such, such, are you down? I'm like, all right, cool. And we went up there, did the show, and they're bringing me back. I think I'm going back in July. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. I wish I could remember all of them. There's a, 
uh, it's like three other promotions I can't think of right now, but uh, I think they finally had their first major show and the crowd turned out real well. Can't remember them, but it's a couple more up there that I wrestled only one time, but I plan on going up there more. But Crossfire and FML is sure guarantee always to come back. So talk a little bit about your training, you know, how, how you got involved in that, in, in training others. How how did you get involved in that? How'd that come about? Oh, man. Well, um, I started training with uh, Swag Wrestling, and it was like, you know, like how you kind of get thrown into it? The trainer's there working out, but the trainer's got to go. And then all of a sudden, he sees you training. It's like, all right, you do that. And I got all this other stuff to take care of. And it was like, okay. <laughs> so I kind of got stuck with it that way. And, of course, uh, trained Jake Braddock, which he's now in Japan. Work. He's trying to get on to uh, New Japan. He's following his dreams. And, of course, Blake Christian trained him. And he's doing phenomenal, taking off every single where, every place that you can think of. And it's always something that I wanted to do with training is to to pass down the knowledge and help people understand wrestling rather than just the moves. I just didn't know I was going to love it this much. I, I love seeing the people's faces of like the small little things that they don't even think of. Like if you grab a headlock and you have a guy in a headlock and he backs you into the ropes and you see this, they let go. And I tell them, I'm like, okay, put me in a headlock. And I say, hold on to it. And then we walk. And they're like, okay. And then I say, put me in a headlock again. They put me in a headlock, back me up. I was like, okay, let go uh, let go, and grab the ropes. And they do this. And I just slide my head out. And they're just like, oh. I was like, yeah. So what's the point in letting go of the headlock if, if I can get out? You know, just little things like that, psychology-wise, um, that's always been important to me. And I just love teaching the next generation, man. And I'm still training. Just help the younger generation with pro wrestling come up. Right. Yeah. And that's, well, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. Passing it along. You know, what are you doing for wrestling, right? You know, how, yeah, exactly. how, how are you making it grow? You yeah, know? you got to add something to it. Hey, when you and I talked about three years ago, you had told me that you were you know, willing to do whatever, you know, Hey, uh, whatever it is in wrestling, man, I'll do it, you know? And, and yeah. you're still doing that, you know, you're designing gear, you're wrestling, you're training. I mean, you're in it, dude. Yeah. All, all the time, man. Even with production, I'm helping um, with like, not so much of the cameras, but just knowing where a camera angle needs to be shot or, if you're going to do this move, do it uh, for this camera to be caught. If you're going to sell, wait for your moment, turn to this camera so it's not a whole bunch of camera cuts. Because I learned a lot of that from uh, my time up there at OVW. And I just remember watching Al, Al, Al Snow in the back and just had the headphones on. Of course, it was real quick, like, great, great match, kid. All right, cool. Go, go somewhere. Put the headphones on. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I'm standing there, I'm just watching. It's got all the monitors. And he's just like, all right, yeah, camera nine. Good. All right, tell him to wait. Going into commercial, such, such. 30 more seconds, let him know. And then I pay attention. I look at the referee. And I see how the referee nonchalantly tells him, like, okay, you got 30 more seconds. I see what I'm cutting. I'm just like, okay, I'm learning all the things that I thought 
or I already kind of knew, but didn't really actually see that behind the scenes by it. And of course, being on at AEW multiple times, I was like just paying attention to everything, even the fog machines, the lighting, the ramps, just things like that. I've just picked up a lot of it. And like I said before, man, I know I'm not going to be able to wrestle forever, but right now I, I'm, that's my goal is to be as healthy as I possibly can, but still be a part of the business, no matter if it's um, coaching, refereeing, managing, um, being a part of the production team, set a ring crew. Just, I, I want to be able to learn it all and apply it all because nobody else really cares about it that much. And if I could do all of it, I would. But, you know, if I can't now, I pass it on that. I pass that knowledge on. I even tell the students, like, uh, if you are not physically able to wrestle, you can still referee. If you can't do that, you can manage. When you're watching wrestling matches, we know the moves are cool. Watch the referee. Watch the crowd. So when you see a big move that's actually done, see how the crowd reacts to it. Are they booing? Are they cheering? Um, when the camera's being cut this way, when you're watching a promo on a vignette and you see the wrestler's faces being zoomed in and they do a certain type of look or how the background has changed or how they got the spotlights glowing on them or why their bodies like got oil or water on them. Those are the things you got to pay attention to, even with promos, man. That's I want to say I'm like a, a, a student of the art. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's well, that's what you need to, you know have a little bit of everything in your arsenal, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Got you. Hey, when we when we met a couple years back, you know, I had a website where I was writing stories. I went ahead and I did a story on you. And uh, as time went on, I started writing books. I wrote uh, the Lance Von Erich book and I uh, uh, had a transformation on my website so to speak i started doing podcasts as opposed to writing stories and posting on there so those stories basically went away but to preserve them i stuck i stuck those stories in a in a in a book and i have two books that have short stories you have a story that appears in the pro wrestling vault volume two what was your yeah. reaction to that oh man what's crazy is like I've had I've had other things written about me, but not a book. So it took me back like like soon as I opened up and I seen, OK, my name is there. I don't know why I read everybody else. <laughs> I didn't even go to myself like I was like, OK, there's there's Blake. OK, read his. OK, and I seen my name in it again. I was like, OK, then I went to Steve. And of course, I went back to jazz because I, I know jazz. And I was like, OK, I think it's time to read mine. I was like. No, I think I know somebody else in here. Let me read theirs. I don't know. I didn't want to read about myself yet. And then after I got to the point where I read about myself, I was like, man, this is this is cool, man. I, I really appreciate it. It's something that, you know, a uh, child growing up where I grew up, it wasn't a complete struggle. But even the thought of even going to Texas was like, I thought it would take two days to travel. <laughs> I thought it was just you could you can never do it going outside the country cut on a TV show and and watch Canada from there I never thought that these things could actually be possible but I said at like the age of five or like eight I want to be a pro wrestler and I'm living that dream and I'm slowly seeing these things just come true and seeing my name inside a, a book 
and my story and my picture, man. I I just like kids that's like in the community. I want to go and show them that, not to brag, but like, look, I didn't think I could actually make it to this point, but I am. And I have old school friends that still like you still wrestling or they find me on Facebook like, man, you talked about it even when you was a scrawny little kid, 98 pounds. I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a wrestler. Are you going to get your bones broken? Blah, blah, blah. And they see me, man. Just like, man, you wasn't lying. You're doing it. They see me on TV. They're like, man, it's crazy. So it's it's a good feeling, man, to be seen in the book and seen in that light. And even the respect and appreciation and opportunity you gave me to even put me in the book. I, I thank you. Well, I, I enjoyed doing it. Of course, you know, I love writing. I love telling stories, you know, and uh, you were you were so easy to work with. And and there are so many good wrestlers in in the book. Right. That yeah. that might not have hit the big stage yet, you know. And so, you know, exactly. 10, 15 years from now, someone's going to pick up that book. And yep, there you are, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. And I really do uh, appreciate uh, Blake Christian for uh, even mentioning, you know, like Trent Ware is my trainer. And they, of course, everybody's going to know him from everything he's done and then see him like, oh, wow, Trent Ware, that guy, he's right here in this book. Okay, let's read about this guy. So I just love how the story is intertwined with meeting just so many people. The first book did that, too. The, yeah. the first the first uh, pro wrestling vault did that too, and it does it a little more than I think the second one. It it really does intertwine, and it you know the stories lead to each other, and the people lead to each other, and that was the mystique of that one, you know. But uh, they're two different layouts a little bit. The layouts are a little different, and uh, was really pleased yeah. how this one came out. Yeah, it's great, man. I just. And plus, I'm not a book guy. Like, I, I try to be. If I get a specific book that I, I want to read, I'll read it. But other than that, I'm just like, ah, I'll get to it. Never get to it. This one, I was like, yeah, I can see myself in the locker room trying to relax and just reading everybody. Hey, what's that book? Not now. Just go, go. Hold on. I'll, I'll read it to you later. And just read and just get to a point. And the fact that it's in, like, uh, I wouldn't say chapters, but like moments, like this wrestler, this wrestler, this person, this person, rather than just all together and just run. So I like the format of how you did the book because it's it gives you or gives me more so an incentive to come to a stopping point. Oh, absolutely. Or, or yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's short stories. So you can read two or three of them before you go to bed and then wake up and then wherever yeah. you pick it up, it's not like, well, I got to go back to that same place. Right. Because. Uh -huh. I have to yeah, bookmark it and highlight it. It's like that. I like that format so much. I'm like, okay, when I read this person's story, I'm stopping. Then I'm going to go to the gym. Okay. Then after the gym, I'm read this story. Okay, cool. It's, I love that. It helps me with my non-reader mindset. Just like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Reading hey. is fundamental. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, before we wrap it up, how can fans find you on social media? Oh, social media, man. I keep everything simple because Danny Cage taught that. Uh, it's at TrueRev20, T-R-U-R-E-V, number 20. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and also on YouTube. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you on. 
Oh, man, it's great to be on, man. I appreciate it. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. The Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Barrett Brown, Ricky Morton, Wardell Walker, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 400 photos from the independent scene. Get your book today by going to Russellville.com. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. <laughs>